Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Hello again, friend of a friend. Who's he again? I met him once at a cookout in 2010. Doesn't he own the shop downtown, the lion's den? He walked right up to me like we were good old friends. Get me away, SOS. I need to leave. Get away, get away. Ooh, get away from you. Ooh, 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 ooh. So that was a parody of uh, Black Sheep from the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World about a guy who runs into an acquaintance at a cookout that uh, the acquaintance remembers him much more than he remembers the acquaintance. And so he's trying to avoid mm-hmm. that like social situation. So you adapted this song. Yes. Well, you know what? I will applaud you because singing is, especially a cappella, can be very scary. Yes. In fact, I ditched an entire second verse because I was too scared to continue the song. And you know, that was probably the move. It probably was. It was um, It was probably the move. Um, hey, also, hey, Alex just gave me the most, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. He gave me the most choir teacher letdown I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, I also have never heard that song before. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah, I'm man. actually disappointed because... I was telling you before we started recording, I worked on these lyrics for a very long time and I've been rehearsing and it's just like something about that podcast energy. It's uh, it's harder to sing. That's why we did an entire segment about it two weeks ago. Yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> never listening to that podcast. It's I'm not, so. It, I'm, no, I'm, you're good. You, yeah, d- you don't need to worry oof, about it. Dude, if you want to hear us sing, go back two episodes. If you don't. Great. Or if you want to hear specifically me sing better, because that is probably the worst I've ever sung on the podcast, uh, you can go back to the episodes where um, I did a like parody. Like the beginning of this one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I did a parody of Pina Colada, and I also have done a parody of Margaritaville. I don't remember the what episodes part is they were on. We don't on. know what episode. Yeah. And that's mean <laughs> to be like, you're going to have to go back at least 20 episodes and go forward from there and try and find it. That's too much. But at least you know that it's in the intro. So, like, listen, once we get to the movie segment, you know it's the wrong one. Yeah, I guess if you like Craig's voice based off of this intro, there are more. And if you don't, he doesn't do it often. Or if you're like, man, I bet that guy has some real potential. He can probably do better. Also look for those other episodes because I do better. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, maybe this is why nobody listens to the podcast, but I'm not willing to dive into that right now. Alex, do you want to talk about our movie? Dude, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, the movie talk is going to be awesome because it was a good movie. Actually, yes. I don't know if the talk's going to be awesome, but the movie was awesome. So we can dive into the movie. I would also encourage you, if you don't listen to this podcast very much, we're, we're in the first five minutes. I beg you, stay for the post-movie talk. This week is a good one. We do half-cast. I'm going to spoil it. We're going to do half-cast. Which is a crowd favorite. It's a it's a favorite for us. I have a middle segment. Craig has the one hit. It's gonna be freaking fire. <laughs> yeah. So stay f- post the movie and actually listen to the movie. It or watch the movie. Preferably watch the movie and then listen to this. But if you didn't, that's fine. This movie was great. I'm ready to talk about it. Okay, so we are going to do two separate sections. We're going to start with our non-spoiler section. Uh, so if you don't want to listen to the whole movie segment, or if you don't want to listen to it at all, uh, here's your time code to skip ahead right now. Time code 2750. Argo is a movie that stars and is directed by a Mr. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And this movie taught me more about uh, our history with the Middle East than I think any history class ever has. yeah what's interesting about this movie is it takes place in iran obviously and i studied um farsi which is what they speak in iran and all my teachers were iranian so i learned about this movie when surrounded by a bunch of people who are like yeah our families fled the country after this because there was a middle of revolution i'm like oh really yeah they're like there's a movie about it if you should watch it i'm like yeah sure I'll, i'll get around to it so I just want to say, in case it's not obvious, uh, this movie is about the Iranian hostage crisis that happened in the late 70s, which uh, basically uh, kickstarted the Iranian revolution and what uh, basically was the downfall and turned basically turned Iran into a republic. And it's about these six hostages that escape before the hostage situation really sets in and ben affleck's character has to go into iran undercover to extract them yep based off a true story it's pretty freaking dope um yeah and i just want to say that since this is based on a true story um when when we criticize this movie we're obviously not criticizing the event in and of itself so if I say, oh, a character wasn't written well, I'm not trying to, like, hit that hit that person in real life. Here's the thing, Craig. I want to say, actually, I'm going to say, it. yo, obviously. I, I, I am waiting for the day I, when our audience comes after us. And, I'm, and they're like, well, the one time you did this, I'm like, hey, dummy, it's a podcast. It's jokes, bro. I'm saying it mostly for myself, though, because I feel weird being like, oh, this character felt unimportant because I know that was a person. (laughs) I don't care. Some people are unimportant. You know that? No, every person is important to themselves. And that's. uh, Wait, you said every person is what? Important. And you said there was a little part after that. Uh, Important to themselves. Mm, Not true. I know a lot of people who don't think they're important. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm one of those, some people, of those people, but some of those people I, are right. I try to, you know, right. listen, I'm trying to put, put I'm trying to put good vibes into the into the world and you are not. Listen. I think I put enough good vibes out there that I can put a couple like questionable vibes out there. 
Um, and we should talk more about this movie. You make uh, one cute me. baby and you think that you can just start insulting people left and right. Okay. Yep, pretty much. Pretty uh, much. So this movie is a very dense political drama. And if that's is not it your- though? I think, okay, let me, maybe dense is the wrong word. I also but don't think it's a political drama. I, this movie is a lot of people angrily yelling through phones. It's a political drama. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with... Po- it's People's lives are in danger, so I'd, it's, it's a hostage negotiation deal. It's but, not like... But it's a hostage negotiation deal across foreign countries. The whole listen, reason why dude, he goes in undercover you, is to really prevent like a political right incident. Because this movie is not, you know, the West Wing. This movie is not that show on Netflix that Kevin Spacey got kicked off of. That's political drama. Dude, this is not only based off a true story. It takes most of the story takes place with the CIA. And there's very little like politics involved. Uh, uh, office politics. I would say office politics. Like Okay, but office politics are politics when that office is a federal agency. I don't believe that because I worked for a federal agency. All I'm saying, bro, is, ladies and gentlemen, it's a thriller. If it if it wasn't based off a true story, it'd still be a good movie. Yes. Because yeah. there's freaking hostage situations. There's a basically what ends up happening. I'm not going to spoil it. But a CIA agent, CIA agent gets inserted into a country that's looking for guys who are going to try and save these hostages. And tries to save six Americans who aren't being held hostage. They're just in the country. And they need to get out because once they get found, they're going to be, you know, executed. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to put it. And he ends up getting into Iran. And the whole situation is how I'm going to get these people out. And yeah. it was freaking sick. And I thought that just like in general, it was a really cool concept of just like, hey, um, people like use arid areas like this all the time for like bad sci-fi movies. So like. Let's pretend to make a bad sci-fi movie. And like the whole, like he goes through this whole process in the U.S. Like before he even leaves for Iran where, you know, he talks to Alan Arkin and John Goodman and like, hey. Who played two guys- movie producers. And yeah. well, one's a makeup artist who's super connected. Um, and the other one is a director producer. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, do you want to help me? Uh, you, you know, do some foreign espionage real quick. Yeah, it was sick. And they're like, hey, do you know that hostage crisis that in real life went on for 400 days? They're like, I'm part of the CIA. You already knew that because of your contacts. We got to get those people out. And they're like, yeah, yeah. sure. Also, uh, completely on accident, this is uh, our second John Goodman movie in a row. Dude, I watched that. Like, the beginning I started this movie, I'm like, oh, the beginning I started this movie. I'm- That's typically where you start. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill myself soon. Um, as soon as this movie started, I'm like, oh, Alan Arkin's in this. Been watching the Kaminsky method. Oh my gosh, John Goodman's in this. He's Pacha in freaking Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, and there are some other names in this movie that, like, I recognize. Um, you know, Brian Cranston is in it, you know, of Breaking Bad fame or Malcolm Wait, in who? the Middle, depending on Brian Cranston. I don't know he was in this movie. He's the main office dude. I'm joking with you. Obviously, he's in this movie, dude. 
Brian Cranston, like, John can you Goodwin, like Alan get off Arkin, me for like two seconds? <laughs> ben Affleck, and that's about where all the good people are. I was also, also hey, if you're hold movie, on, if you are a theater nerd, Victor Garber is in this movie, and he was the original Anthony in uh, Sweeney Todd on Broadway, and he was also in The Flash for like two seasons. Okay, so um, interesting. Now, this movie was nominated for seven Oscars, and it won it three. It won of them. three. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. And okay, I'm gonna go through it real quick. Best motion picture of the year, one. Best writing and adapted screenplay, one. Best achievement in film editing, one. Nominations. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role was played by Alan Arkin. Yeah, there's a reason he didn't win. He wasn't in the movie that much. Best achievement in music written for motion pictures, original score. Was pretty good. Best achievement in sound mixing. Also nominated. Didn't win. Pretty good though. Best achievement in sound editing. The fact that there's best achievement in sound editing and best achievement in sound mixing, a little debatable, but whatever. Also, George Clooney helped produce this movie with Affleck, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> Andrew and I were talking about this, and I said, like, yeah, George Clooney hasn't made a good movie in 10 years. And he's like, well, technically he's made good movies. He just hasn't been in any good movies. Yeah. Um, just in case you were curious, in regards to the Oscars, uh, for Best Picture, it was up against... Uh, Django Unchained, Les Mis, Great Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty, Armor, and Beasts of the Southern Wild. I'm not familiar with the other two, but it dude, was up against a, a pretty stacked lineup. nomination. What a lineup, dude. Yeah. Holy crap. And like, I, I don't know if I would have picked this movie over all of those. Neither, same, Django's but, very high. Yeah, and... Jimmy Carter, you know, because he was kind of important in this movie, uh, said that, yeah, th- like a lot more credit is given to the American government. Like a lot of the credit should be given to the Canadian government. But like for the most part, it's a pretty accurate telling of the of the story. There's also a scene where they film outside the real CIA office. Yeah. And I'm like, that looks first of all, when I saw it, I'm like, Mm, that looks a little too legit <laughs> and it was it yeah. was real also cia get your stuff dude the movie is about people posing for filming a movie to get to a place where they're not supposed to be and you just let them come into a place they're not supposed to be under the guise that they're filming a movie well what they you, were stupid? brought there they were brought there by tony i'm Ramir. just saying it's freaking questionable yeah it's not like in the story they use real people to get them in Dude, this, I hope, I wish something bad would have happened just so I could be like, hey, CIA, get it together, bro. Get it together. Oh, It would be very I, CIA of them for something to go wrong. Let's be honest. Yeah, dude, it's freaking <laughs> nonsense. Overall, movie was freaking dope. Hella um, thrillerness going on, bro. Lots Much of tension. thriller, lots, lots of suspense. Of it was freaking dope. Okay, do you want to move on to spoilers? Let's go on to spoilers. All right, if you want to skip our spoilers because you want to watch the movie and come back to this, here's your time code to skip ahead right here. Time code 2750. I feel bad for Ben Affleck. Maybe we could have put this beforehand, but it's too late for that now. Ben Affleck directed and produced this movie, and he still got typecasted as the divorced dad that's just trying his best. <laughs> yeah, but he does it so well. He does it so well. Like... <laughs> <laughs> with this and um what was that movie called the way back 
or oh, the yeah the basketball movie yeah it's just Dude, like i saw that did we yeah, watch so, it uh not for the podcast but we have both independently seen it that movie was not very good I liked it. I, I listen. I can only get so committed. This is okay. We need to not talk about a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't have too many notes before they get into Iran. Do you have anything? I do need to correct you, or else all the Iranians are going to kill you. It's Iran instead of Iran. Okay. Definitely Iran. Persians will freaking end your life for that stuff. Um, so I like fanboyed out every time they spoke Farsi because I'm like, <laughs> I know what they're saying. I know what they're saying. It was so like going to a Mexican restaurant and ordering in Spanish. Sure. Like, dude, there's sub dude. We have an English menu. Why are you saying this with an accent? That was me <laughs> trying to ignore the subtitles. Dude, like the premise of the whole movie thing was fire. Um, the movie behind the scenes stuff that they actually shot on the Warner brothers lot, the producers, the direct, all that stuff was so cool to see like kind of how like movies are made. Cause like we need to get a real office. Um, seeing how the CIA was like on board and they were offering options and like pick your option. We need to get these people out, pick your option. I'm like all that stuff was so behind the scenes of everything behind the scenes yeah, of the like CIA, that behind the scenes scene. of a hostage situation, all of it. Like that boardroom scene where they're just like spitballing bad ideas and Ben Affleck is knocking every single one of them down. Like, it's too cold for that. Why would there be teachers there? Yeah, those are two different things. So if you guys got really confused, it was it's too cold for that when they were going to be posed as agriculturists. And there's te- why would there be teachers there? Because they were no longer allowing you know, Americans in the country. Hey, hey, you know what? No, I'm going to stop you for a second. Our audience is smart enough to where if I say two things with a pause in the middle, they probably know I'm talking about two separate things when it doesn't make any sense. All I'm saying is you talk fast. The pause wasn't very long. Also, if you can give a disclaimer, I can explain something to our audience if I don't think they're going to get it. It's you can assume they're going to cancel us. I'm going to assume they're stupid. Okay. We both assume things. Okay. Now, stupid audience. Here's the thing. There's a couple hostages that we get to know in this movie that you're going to dislike. You're going to be like, hey, dude. You this might guy's even argue. You might even argue you don't really get to know them. And here's the thing you're right to hate them because this guy is a professional. He's literally in the CIA and he's known for getting people out of bad situations. And you, a nobody, is being like, I don't trust you. And yeah. guess what? It's okay to hate that person. And it's one of those things where, like, at the beginning, I'm like, all right, it's a stressful situation. You guys have been under this for a while. Like, I understand. Like, maybe there's a little hesitation. There's a lot at stake. But then after a while, and when I mean a while, I mean, like, two more sentences. I'm like, okay, bro, it's you know it's either this or nothing, right? Yeah, like, 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 you have to understand people, that. Like, Get on board, bro. And Ben Affleck's character, uh, Mendez, plays it so well. He's like, you know what? I understand why you're thinking this. I'll say a bunch of things to reassure you. But he doesn't get confrontational. He's amazing. He's I I love the character that Ben Affleck plays, Tony Mendez. I'm like, he's so collected. 
He's yeah. not freaking out at all. I mean, he is, but he's not letting everybody else know. Yeah. Just like, also, this movie is so, it it goes out of its way to nail that late 70s aesthetic. And like, trying, it, it makes you realize how people in the late 70s had the exact same style. And it was big glasses and doofy mustache. and Super long hair. Most people had beards. Yeah, it's like that like weird like coconut head type hairstyle. Yeah. And you saw there's one person, maybe two people in the hostage group that is very much like they look like they walked out of a 70s parody video. And those are the people that you not like more than the others. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, there was a couple of really cool scenes with them walking through the bazaar, the marketplace. Oh, yeah. I, I took a note to, on that. Yeah, um, pretending to be the movie like movie scouts, and it was freaking dope, bro. I think that's the first scene that like really sets the tone for the rest of the movie in terms of like, hey, get ready to be stressed for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. Ben getting into the country was sick. Him having a meeting with like the culture department for the country was dope everything in this movie i'm like that's cool that's i really like the scene where they are for i don't know why i like scenes like this so much but like quizzing people on their aliases i like those scenes dude the whole time i'm thinking well i could do that i could do that do you think that this is like one of those biggest movies no i don't know i'm like they have to memorize a file and i'm like can you guys just not make it up like make up a background because you only have to memorize so much from the file and the rest of you goes you need to fill in the blanks if they ask you where you were in the summer of you know 1965 you need to be able to make something up and they're like i don't know what to do i'm like lie guys yeah and like some of them say it with such confidence i'm like okay this is obviously rehearsed like the last three presidents or like who were the last three prime ministers of canada i'm like if somebody asked me who the last three presidents were i would have to think before i landed on george w bush (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh craig wait wait a second you were born 99 yeah so clinton was still president yeah okay i'm just making sure i'm like wait a second how many presidents have you been alive for (laughs) close but uh close close Also, uh, Um, yeah. This movie's fire. Um, The acting, amazing. Dialogue, pretty good. The set design, the environment, that was all sick. It looked amazing. They filmed it in Turkey for that Middle Eastern vibe. It looked amazing. I really Um, liked all the costumes for um, the Argo script reading. Just like that the fact cool. that at you like you could see, oh, literally all of like you could see, oh, that's a C3PO knockoff, that's a Chewbacca knockoff. Like like this is very they went for the Star Wars ripoff vibe and they like nailed it on the head. Yeah, it was dope. The situation, the fact that it's all real is dope. The fact that they have to go to Iran dressed as movie scouts and they have to play a direct the whole thing was freaking sick. And Obviously, there's built-in tension points that didn't happen in real life. Like, in the movie, at the end, the cops find out that they're escaping at the last minute, and they're chasing him down the runway. Hey, that didn't happen in real life. 
in the movie, they get yeah. stopped by security and questioned in a poolside and investigation room. That didn't happen. They just board the plane. They didn't have any problems, which is awesome. Yeah, um, because once they leave, there's a phone call that happens where Ben Affleck calls Brian Cranston and he's like, I don't like I'm responsible for these people. We're leaving. And from that moment on, it's just one of those everything that can go wrong will go wrong type things. And even though it's predictable to where, oh, I know something's going to go wrong, it's still incredibly tense and right. makes good suspense. Yeah, it was pretty freaking dope. Also, very historically, I mean, obviously the Canadians were involved way more than what this movie let on. But as far as like what was going on in the country at the time, who the leaders were, they try to give you a little bit of history to get you sped up in the beginning but guess what most people don't pay attention and or remember who they're talking about um it was just a little fanboy moment for me i'm like oh that's super cool i knew about that stuff but overall movie's freaking dope i loved it um Um, i think there were definitely some moments there were a lot of lulls in this movie that i think i just wasn't as interested in i like I was on board the hype train for like the entirety of the third act and like the movie stuff was cool and some of the behind the scenes stuff was cool, but there was a lot of just like mumbo jumbo in the middle that like I personally just like got, I don't want to say I got bored of it, but I was not as engaged in that as I was with the rest of it. Yeah. There are flaws to this movie. Like you can have it based on real life. And still take liberties. I feel like they did took as many liberties as they could and still made the movie interesting. I think if it wasn't based on a true story, this could have been an actually better movie. Yeah, because they're gonna they could have pumped it up with action. They could have done stuff. However, some people only watched this because they remembered when it happened or they know it was based on a true story. So it's a give and take there. Ben Affleck is not my favorite actor. I think he pre- portrayed the role pretty well. But he's not my favorite actor. So I would love to kind of see someone else. I think that the actual hostages that they were interacting with could have been better. I think they were playing true to their real life counterparts. And maybe even if they weren't, they could have been more interesting. I think the Canadian ambassador could have been more involved. I think there could have been, I think in general, there could have just been a little bit more of everything. And I think we got a little bit of everything, which was good, but I think it could be better. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give this movie a rating, or do you have anything else to say? No, we can give it a rating. I'm giving this a seven and a half. Me too. Yeah, seven and a half. I'm inclined. Lots I want to give it better, but I'm looking at what I give eights, and this movie is not one of those. Yeah, it's it's close, but um, it, there's just some structural differences between those yeah. things. There's, there's it, the pacing seemed, felt a little off. Overall, it's not a bad movie. No one's wasting their time by watching this. It's a very good movie. It's, it's also the best it also um, never felt long. Sometimes, like movies that are two hours, which is most movies, like I'm checking, I'll check, and I'm like, oh my god, we still have 45 minutes left. But this movie, I checked, and I'm like, oh, we have 45 minutes left, and that makes sense. Right. Overall, so dude. yeah, seven and a half. I'm cool. Watch with it. this movie, guys. All right, uh, Alex, would you like to welcome back our non movie listeners? Non movie listeners, before we even got into this movie, I told you to watch it, you didn't listen, and 
and you skipped it. You disrespected me. And that's very offensive. Oh. Very, very, very offensive. So, moving on to our improv segment. This is a segment called Half Cast. Oh, by the way, speaking of offensive, Craig, I'm not trying to cancel you this episode, but I'm going way harder than I normally try. <laughs> I've noticed. So, that is... It's going to come out in the improv segment, and it's going to come out in the middle segment. And I had one of the most controversial one-hit wonders hot and ready to go. So I'll hit you. I'll hit it with you next week. All right. But tune in next I almost week ran so the you gambit can get your change.org petitions ready to go. Dude, it it was going to be a steamy episode. Now it's moderately steamy, but steamier than normal. So I'm okay. going to so, if you are not familiar with the concept of half-cast, this is where Alex and I, before the podcast starts, we write little scripts, but we only write one half of the script. We only write our dialogue. It is up to the other person to improv the other half of the script, but our side, the person that wrote it, will not change their side no matter what. So, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it sounds like nonsense. Who knows what's in store? Um, Alex, you said that you had a uh, particularly spectacular script. So I'm going to go first with mine. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it, dude. King Alex! King Alex! Yes. Yes, that is me. I have reports from the border. The Southern Empire's king is come, and he wants to negotiate with you. Well, see him in. Let's see what he has to say. He never, ever picks a good time to do these things. I'll have the servants pack up your things. It should be but a day's trip there and back. Do you still want your security blankie packed just in case? Why not? It's made out of pure gold. I want to flex on him. I'll make sure it's on board then. Cuts to the carriage ride. So, lovely weather, isn't it, my lord? Who are you? I have no idea who your character is. Yep, yep. Things good at home? Okay, so you're not my wife, or else you wouldn't be asking me that. You able to get that work-life balance? Alright, we don't interact super often. I'm still trying to figure out... I have so many subjects, I don't even know who you are. You able to keep up, you know, in bed? Obviously, we're relatively close, the fact that you're talking to me like this. Do you have any idea who I am? Oh, come on, you can talk to me. I'm your right-hand man. Well, maybe not, because I imagine your right hand is busy doing other things, if you know what I mean. I don't. First of all, this is completely inappropriate. And you have no, you're not in position to talk to me about these things. Sorry, sorry. Cuts to the negotiation. Ah, King Alex, how nice of you to finally join me. What do you mean, finally join? Dude, you wait on me. I don't wait on you. Now, it appears that you have stolen something from me. Would you care to remind me what that was? Well, I don't want anything from you. I came here to collect. What do you have for me? That's right, the Emerald of Chaos. That jewel has been in my kingdom for generations, and you had a spy steal it right from under our noses. Are you stupid? Dude, I don't steal anything. Now... I'm a very generous king, and I'm acutely aware that my kingdom might have taken some things from you without your knowledge as well, so I am willing to give you back one of your belongings if you give me back mine. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. I am willing to return to you this wooden cart. You stole that from me? I know, I know, this is a very selfless trade, and you are getting more back than I am, but quite frankly, I just want this feud to be over with. Is it filled with anything? Jewels? Women? Both? Jewel-covered women? Well, do you have a counteroffer? Yeah. D's nuts. I can't believe that you would insult me like that. Gods, off with his head. We can't do that, sir. Why, why not? Because it would cause a diplomatic incident. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I'll leave, and I'm going to take half your country with me. See, even he's on board. What? I don't even know what's going on right now. Are you... Do you have... Are you on medication? Shut up. Stop lying to yourself. Yeah, I'm honestly confused. Why did you bring me here? Fine. If you won't kill him, then I'll do it myself. Coxgun. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well done. What a beautiful and we're not range. Cocked. What a beautiful what a beautiful mix of making sense and not making sense. Yep. All right, Alex, let's see what you got. All right, here we go. I will there is a one situation where I'll need you to play one other character. <laughs> other than that, you're gonna be one character and it's gonna be relatively straightforward. I think you're gonna catch on real quick. Okay, okay. Welcome back to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We are back with the stud that is Wei Li Chang, the pediatrician who is running away with today's show. Sir, you have had a flawless run all the way up to $50,000, and we have only five questions left. How do you feel about the rest of the show? Well, I'm a little bit stressed out because I had to use all my lifelines to get here, but uh, I understand that, you know, you, you got to go big or go home, and that's what I'm here to do. Go big and also I, go home. Love the confidence. Have you prepped for the show or is there any preparation that goes into this crazy run you're having? Yeah. So what I do when I'm at work, instead of doing my actual work, I just click on random articles on Wikipedia and I just read the whole dang thing. I do that for eight hours a day. Do you have anyone at home that you'd like to thank before we move on? Um, first of all, uh, like to thank God. Number one, he's the one that gave me this knowledge to begin with. Uh, second, I want to thank my wife. Kathy. Third, I want to thank my sister, Kathy. Fourth, I want to thank my brother, Kathy. You hear that, ladies? Mr. Future Millionaire is single. <laughs> uh, yep, you heard that right. Single as a Pringle. Well, let's get on with the game. Are you ready for your $75,000 question? Uh, more ready than ever, Mr. Chip. Perfect. Which of the following landlocked countries is currently contained within another country? A. Lesotho B. Burkina Faso C. Mongolia or D. Luxembourg A. Lesotho Are you sure? You have all three of your lifelines. Uh, I'm... Oh, you refreshed them for me. Thank you. Um, but uh, I think I'm confident. You know this game like the back of your hand. You're right. It was Lesotho. That is $75,000 for you. Are you ready for your $150,000 question? Bring it on, Mr. Chip. All right. Who is credited with inventing the first mass-produced helicopter? A. Igor Skikorsky. B. 
Elmer Sperry, C. Ferdinand von Zeppelin, or D. Gottlieb Daimler? Uh, trick question. It's actually E. Richard Geiger. Mm. That is confidence. Are you positive? Uh, dude, you don't even know how positive I am. You are correct. Igor Sikorsky. That's exactly what I said. Now, the final three questions. These are notoriously hard for our contestants. Let's see how so you So am do. I. For $250,000, which of these groups will not go down in history as a terrorist or racist group? Uh, A, the Taliban. B, the KKK. C, the Nazis. Or D, the Obamas. Stumped on this question, are you? Yeah. What you got to understand is like, I have so many friends that are in the Obamas. I just like don't want... I don't want to get this wrong on their behalf. Um, so I think, but I think I got to go with my gut and I got to say D, I the guess, Obamas. Would you, would you like to use a lifeline? Um, I feel like I'm pretty confident in this one. So I, I think I'm just going to say D, the Obamas. All right. Well, go ahead and get your, get your brother on the phone. Ring, 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 ring. You're playing yourself actually. Hello. Uh, this is, An- oh no, you're going to be playing your brother i, I think i'm gonna be t- i'm gonna be talking to you yeah. hello andrew chang your brother Wei Li is currently on the third to last question on who wants to be a millionaire and he wants to know for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which of these groups will not go down in history as a terrorist or racist group the taliban the kkk the nazis or the obamas um i'm pretty confident about this one so uh i'm gonna say d the obamas the obamas you sure uh, yeah, pretty sure as I can get, because if that's not the right answer, uh, I kind of don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of this podcast. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Now back to you, Whaley. Do you um, want to go with his answer, the Obamas, or one of your answers? Well, considering how I also said the Obamas and you kind of forced that lifeline upon me just for him to say the same thing, I think I, I think we have to go with D. Wow. Thankfully, you trusted him. It was the Obamas. Okay, next, and you said that these were difficult questions? Next question we have for you up? is $50,000. Do you feel ready? Okay, well, it's not $50,000 because I won that four questions ago. Are you sure you didn't mean $500,000? Next question we have for you is $500,000. <laughs> Do you feel ready? Yeah, I mean, I think I should kind of get the question just for calling you out on that. So You have a half a million dollar question, and it is, which of these is a member of the LGBTQIA plus community? A, black people. B, the elderly. <laughs> I can't keep it together. C, police officers. Or D, Bisexuals. The elderly people, everyone knows that being an LGBT plus member was outlawed in 1974. Wow, that was a quick answer. I do urge you to use a lifeline, though. 
dude, you strong armed me into this last time. I'm not going to let you do it again. Yes, I understand that police have been discriminated against, but maybe you should just use that lifeline for giggles. Fine, I'll use one of my lifelines. All right, you're going to ask an individual in the audience, who would you like to pick? Um, how about you up there? I'm sorry, sir. You can't ask him. He's security. Please pick a member of the audience. Oh, um, what about that right, we're guy we're cutting in to the after your conversation. Well, after your brief chat with the audience member, do you trust their answer bisexual enough to go with it? Well, I said my answer was the elderly people, and I gave a historical reason why. So I can't imagine why their answer would be more correct than mine. But you're the host, and you have been nudging me in this direction really strongly. So I think I am going to say bisexuals, yes. Amazing. It was bisexual. You <clears throat> are on the million-dollar question. Do you okay. feel ready? Uh, actually, um, can I... Uh, tap out now this is like a checkpoint that i can stop so i'd like to leave with the five hundred thousand. actually sir before we move forward have you thought about what you would do with a million dollars um well i'm kind of more concerned about the five hundred thousand because that's what Beep. i have i'm sorry my producer says we can actually not air that statement on to the final question for a million dollars and you have one lifeline left which of these presidents have stolen the election. A, the radical race traders. B, the immigrants. C, the liberal elite. Or D, none of the above. So I really feel like um, when I said that I can leave because it's a checkpoint, you didn't, you didn't listen. So I feel like I'm Sir, exempt from this please, question. I am begging you. Before you answer with one of that those answers, I urge you to use your last lifeline. Okay. Um, I don't want to because I don't want to answer this question. Does that make Sir, sense? You have used the 50-50. It is now either immigrants or none of the above. Okay. I'm glad it was between those two. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're going to make me like... I guess, I, I guess none of the above. All right. Walk me through your thought process right now. Okay, you are, in fact, an immigrant. Am I right, Wei Li Chang? Okay. Yes. Uh, and Well, kind of. I'm a white man playing an immigrant. It's kind of like a whole Scarlett Johansson type deal. And did you steal the election? Um, let me check my character sheet. No. Then why would you answer immigrant? Because I really like the immigrant song, you know, the I'm one that's like, ah! sorry, Mr. Chang. Unfortunately, like, uh, that's what I you want. have lost the game. D wait, hold on. I, I left. I left last question. And I left last question. Dancing. Cox gun. <laughs> Good All stuff. Right. We're going to move on to our middle segment now. Um, and I've been told, <laughs> as you have been, that this might be just as much of a wild ride as the last Here one. Here we so. go. This middle segment is called Bros and Cons. Okay. And I, <laughs> here's how this is played. I have assembled a list of increasingly problematic or controversial topics. And you have to walk us through the pros and cons of them. Sort of like sell me this pod, but for real, show me 
the good parts and the bad parts of all of them. There are 10, and like I said, they get increasingly hard to answer. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. First one, easy. Pros and cons of stuffed animals. Um, pros, um, they are soft and like, um, they provide like a, a tactile feel to help you get more comfortable at night. Okay. Cons? Uh, maybe, oh, it's really easy to spend a lot of money on them. You know, a lot of people collect stuffed animals. A lot of people see comfort in them, so they're willing to spend more money than they should. And so, you know, a lot of people break the bank on stuffed animals. Interesting. Next one, stepping it up just a hair. And by the way, it steps up just a hair for like the next three. And then it, it goes up a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It goes up a lot. Video games. So the pros uh, are a lot. You know, it's another form of art. It's uh, oh, There are a lot of really good video games that engage in storytelling and unique storytelling. And on top of that, there's also uh, a social factor that was never really explored before video games were around. Interesting. Uh, cons. Uh, sometimes you can play them for too long and avoid your responsibilities. Playing it safe, I see. Well, you have about have two more me? answers. To, and we'll see how you do after that. Next one. Level three is bachelor's degrees. Uh, bachelor's degrees, it's really good to get a specialization in something. So that way uh, it's easier to apply to the field that you want to be in. And not only that, but getting a bachelor's degree means you're going through college. And that is a really good social experience for a lot of people. Okay. Safe answer. What about cons? Uh, they're expensive and they don't do much. Interesting. Getting a little more controversial, a little more problematic. I like it. All right. Listen, all I'm saying is if you have a bachelor's degree for like, and you still can't find like an entry level job, that's a problem with like how we treat bachelor's degrees. Anyway, carry on. Level four, monogamous relationships. Pros. I like them. Um, pro, uh, uh, the genuine pro is a lot of people feel a really strong connection with one person, and it means a lot to someone when that one person shares the same connection back. So I think that is a, a mutually exclusive shared emotional bond that, that that is important to people, and that's important to recognize. Yeah, I think that I think that's a very good point. What about cons? Is that because monogamous relationships are such a norm in our society that people that are not in monogamous relationships for whatever reason are deemed a little bit as outcasts and are treated differently and uh, are always judged because of it. Interesting. Are you an advocate for either? Correct. I mean, I have my personal preferences, but I don't think one should like. One should be judged as better than the other. Interesting. Nice and careful. Here we go. Level five. Intoxicated intercourse. Let's start with the pros. 
So I've never participated, so I unfortunately cannot uh, uh, give a concrete answer. And that is, but what I can say is, if it's something that, um, if it is a boundary that you get, that a couple or like two or partners has established beforehand, like, hey, let's make a plan and do this. And like, they still follow those boundaries, then like it can turn, you know, it can make a night, you know, it can, it can create an experience for a night. All right, Craig, what about some cons? Where to start? Um, let's see. Um, a lot of guys think it's a free invitation for consent, which it's not. Um, Wait, what? It's not? I hate you. I hate you so much. How do you think you I got are... my daughter here, bro? Okay, here's the hey, thing. we did it at your house. I... I know I would not be surprised if he set up this entire middle segment just so because he knew I was going to say that and he could have that reaction. Oh, no, Craig, that was completely unplanned. Continue. More cons, please. I mean, that's the big one. Oh, so uh, there's only one con. You heard it here first. There's only one thing wrong with it. Next, level six, toxic masculinity. A uh, pro of toxic masculinity is yep. if you're aware of it, it can show you what kind of mentors you need to avoid. So if you have, if you're kind of like tuned into like the idea of toxic masculinity and you're like, if you, and you see someone that's like, oh, if you don't go to the gym, then you're worthless and pathetic. And I'm like, okay, don't want to listen to you. And instead listen to someone that like maybe fits your ideology and can give you the advice that you personally need. So... Can't help but notice there wasn't a lot of pros. Yeah. Let's see how you do on the next couple. Level seven. Poverty. I didn't give a con for that one. <laughs> you, we kind of skipped over it. I no, mean, Craig, w- there aren't any. So, <laughs> level okay. seven. Sure. Poverty. Poverty. Pros? <laughs> yes. Uh, if it wasn't for poverty, we would have got we would not have gotten uh, Hard Knock Life from Annie, which is a banger. If it wasn't for poverty, we wouldn't have gotten the Newsies, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I think that uh, art is created from poverty. And that's a sentence I'm going to keep in the podcast. Do you think that the second Annie was more realistic because it's more believable Shut up! Black no, person. stop! Stop! <laughs> We're gonna stop that right there. Anyway, cons: um, uh, people shouldn't be living in poverty because that means they can't afford the things that they need to survive, or they have to forego things that might help them live a more comfortable life. You know, like insulin or something. If you say so. Level eight. Death of a parent. Hey, audience. This is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm here with you on the Permanent Good Podcast. And this is level eight of level ten. So you have to understand that I've been put through quite the predicament. Okay. 
Okay, we're going to work through it as a team. And you have to understand that when I say that there are pros, I'm taking the word like pro, like I'm taking it real loose. So I'm not saying that this is necessarily a good thing, but if we want to spin it in a good light, we can do that. So the pro of losing a parent is it puts you, it gives you a new emotional experience that you've probably never experienced before. And you should take every one of those as um, a new adventure. And the con is it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the cons is that it is. Greg, are you ready for level nine? No! But you're going to do it anyway! Here we go. Women's rights. Pros. Women are awesome. Also pros. Um, they've been treated uh, poorly for a very, very long time. And they deserve to be uh, treated equally, paid equally, viewed equally, and elected equally. And uh, and so those are the pros, is they deserve women's rights. Women deserve rights. The cons. Uh, big boy man won't be in power anymore. And uh, remember that, uh, remember, when you are a man, equality equals oppression. So get in the streets, burn your pink hats, um... Hashtag Meninist. Craig. Yeah, what's up? Level 10. Creme de la creme. It's it's a hard one. Okay. I really thought, I thought that the thing was creme de la creme. And I'm like, I need more specifics on that, Alex. It, it's going to be hard to do both pros and cons. There's no way out of this one. So you're going to need to just go head first. Are you ready? Sure. Why not? Here we go. All people of a particular race look the same. I'll let you go first. <laughs> now you're going to start with pros or cons. So the pro... The singular, the singular pro of this prompt that you have given me is... Of all people of a particular race looking the same? That... <sighs> really put me through the ringer on this one! <laughs> what's, the, what's the good part of that, Craig? Insecurities would probably be gone. Like, hey... I don't have to worry about what I look like because we all look the same. <laughs> Is that good? Interesting. <laughs> Is that good? I mean, you chose your race and we both know that wasn't the prompt. And the con is that the variety of the human species is what makes us beautiful from the uh, from in our own DNA. And removing a concept like that is devaluing the entire human experience in general. So that would be a con to that. Also, it would be kind of racist. Yeah. Minor detail. Some might think it's important. Well, Craig, you have come to the conclusion. The gauntlet has been concluded. Did I score good? Of bros and cons. Did I score good? 
I am not the judge. The audience is the judge. And we will decide whether or not you get to live to see tomorrow based off your answers. And All we'll right. see if bros and cons comes back and Craig can make it through again. And this is here's the thing. This is not a segment that I can do because I care about Alex too much. And also, Alex wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, like, the whole funny dude, part of that bit is my of internal resistance. Yes. Alex is just like, oh, the different uh, the pros of this would be uh it's racist and I think that's funny. Yeah. Um what Craig said just moments ago, rewind if you want to hear it, is the funny part of it is how unconsensual it is. Now, Craig, you have a one hit you would like to talk about? Yeah, I have a one hit. This is another TikTok trend. I'm calling it stupid questions. Um, there's a trend going on right now that's basically like questions I get asked all the time as blank or like as a lifeguard or as a veteran or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think um, they're normally just three questions. And so we'll each take three questions of, you know, a very basic thing about us that we get asked a lot. For example, mine is going to be questions I get asked a lot as someone with a prosthetic eye. I get asked those questions a lot. Okay. I'll let you choose. I'll give you three options. We have a veteran. We have black person, AK or mixed. It's very similar. Or young person. I think it would actually be interesting if you did mixed person. Okay. So uh, one question that I get asked a lot is, do I take it out at night? No. It is in my head 99.9% of the time. Um, mine is, which parent is black? My dad. I get asked a lot, is it, or I get asked, can you see out of it? No. I get asked, do you like black girls or white girls? Both, but I married a white girl. I get asked, what does it look like on the inside? It's red. You can't, there's, there, there's kind of an, uh, a wall there. You can't really see inside. It's red. Oh, I also get asked, can I take it out? Yes. Yep. 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 Um, my final one is probably, um, oh, I gotta think about this. Thankfully, people aren't as ballsy to ask me this stuff as much anymore. They kind of just assume. Um, yeah, most of the stuff I got asked a lot when I was in like elementary school and kids uh, can't contain themselves and they don't know that they're being incredibly rude. But that's just it's all good. Also, a lot of people just don't. A lot of people ask what I am. Just like, what are you? Because um, I get mistaken for Hispanic all the time, like Puerto Rican or Dominican. Um, so I guess that'll be my last one. What are you? It's like, I would say half and half because one parent is black, one parent's white, but technically I'm like 40% black, 60% white because pure black is not really a thing. I guess it is in Africa, but my parents, my dad is African-American and guess what? White people did have sex with slaves. So guess it's not 100% black. So I'm really only 40%. So 40, 60 yeah, so that was uh, TikTok Trends. There are stupid questions. Uh, never coming back. And you learned yep. a little bit more about us. And that's always fun. Uh, thank you very much for listening. That's the end of the podcast. Next week, 
In regards to the movie that we're going to be watching next week, it is the start of a theme, and it is a mystery theme for Alex. I have all the movies picked out, and I have not told him what the theme is or what the movies are. He will be finding out week to week. And maybe by the end, we'll see if he can guess the theme. The first movie that we are watching is a movie called Dogfight. It's a 1991 movie, 1991 movie with River Phoenix. Uh, and I'm very excited to watch it. Um, ratings are pretty good. Came out in 1991, rated R. Only 94 minutes long. Should be pretty easy watch. Yeah. Uh, also, if you have not signed up for our newsletter, you should do that. You can go to uh, mailing.com slash user slash Richard Nixon's son, and we will be sending you a monthly newsletter, or should I say nudes letter, because we will be sending you pasta recipes. And if we hit 100 people on the mailing list, we will give them a kiss on the cheek because we love our fans so much. Also, uh, rate and review us on if your podcast app uh, lets you do that because that'd be super cool. Um, do you have anything that you would like to add? Oh, what else have you been watching? Um, Dude. I watched half of the pacifier with Vin frickin diesel because I'm still on this fast and furious <laughs> train, bro. I'm still on it. Oh my God. Bug sent me a clip from that where I was discussing it with them where <laughs> apparently there's a dance that he does. That's like super yeah, iconic. I've never seen this movie. I've seen it a billion times. I just, this is the first time I've seen it in like 15 years. So good, bro. And it's good yeah. to see Vin diesel back at it again. Um, <laughs> Also, I'm into Survivor, bro. The TV show, dude. Macy those and I CBS, have been going those CBS hard. reality shows hit different. Survivor is one of the most realistic reality shows. Not because I I think it's realistic. A bunch of people have been on it, and people who are producers on the show have done other reality shows. And they're like, yeah, producers rarely interfere. It's just real life. Yeah, and it's amazing. We're doing. We're watching it on Netflix right now. There's only two seasons on Netflix, and we're about to finish the first one, and it's um, so good. <laughs> if you want another Netflix reality show or a reality show on Netflix, watch The Mole with Anderson Cooper. So good. Um, I've been watching. Oh, I finished season two of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. If you like that eccentric Lonely Island style of humor, the second season delivers just as much as the first one. Love that show. Um, I also love that it's only 15 minute episodes, so it's like super digestible for me. Um, would highly recommend. I think when it's something's that short, though, I just binge. binge oh, binge. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's six episodes, 15 minutes. You could literally finish it in 90 minutes. Um, Something I think Macy and I are going to watch this weekend is Miss Sloan. Um, I think it's a Jessica Chastain movie. It looks pretty dope, and I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I think Bug and I are watching uh, Space Jam this weekend. <laughs> the new one or the old yeah, one? Yeah, new one. Have you seen I'm the old one? I'm hearing not good things. Yes, I have seen the old one. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, uh, and like before, uh, like I said last week, uh, Small and Tall comes out on Friday. I'm very excited about that. Dude, We're you're just saying things. I don't know what any of this means. Dude. Oh, that's the name of the podcast? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it comes out on Friday. We're watching the uh, entire Twilight franchise because it's all on Netflix now. And it'll be the last Friday of every month. And we're very excited about that. Alex, do you have anything else that you would like to add? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, that's been the podcast. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. 
And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.